In the marketing discipline, there are four powers that pretty much dictate the formulation of all the industry's messaging efforts. They are called the four powers of mass motivation. One, what's in it for me? How do I make out in this deal? Two, news. Think of the 24-hour news cycle, the news channels, the newspaper, digital news feeds, and more. For example, the latest in baking technology since the stove. Three, quick and easy. For example, instant microwave dinners, just pop it in and dine, or easy credit, you can get it. Number four, curiosity. For example, find the 37 mistakes in this picture, or take our 20-question quiz to discover if you are a genius. I'm in the marketing industry. When training new employees, one of the tasks I pose to them is to create a headline that harnesses all four powers, then set it in a diagram format. Here's, that, uh, here's what that could look like. Headline, amazing dietary breakthrough, lose 10 pounds in 10 minutes, all for just $10. Of course, the what's in it for me is to lose the 10 pounds in two minutes. The news is amazing dietary breakthrough. Quick and easy, 10 pounds in 10 minutes. And, of course, the entire headline was curiosity. Obviously, the headline is just for example purposes only, but I imagine employing some form of draconian measures, 10 minutes could be changed to days. Here's another example. Electrical marvel, ultimate convenience, instant hot water for $7 a month. So you'll notice that the uh, what's in it for me is the uh, ultimate convenience of the hot water. The news is electrical marvel, and of course it's a curiosity, and it's quick and it's easy. It's instant, and it's $7 a month. The marketing industry is in the word business. Words on billboards, words on radio and TV stations, to digital words and subject lines of emails, to the very powerful word picture. We are wordsmiths, as in blacksmith. Imagine this, as the born-again children of God, we are all in the word business at the very highest level. Psalm 68, 11, the Lord gave the word. Great was the company of those that published it. If you are visiting this feature today and you have yet to surrender your life to Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, we have marvelous good news for you. Check out this headline. Once thought impossible, immortality. Now within reach, it's free, and it begins in minutes. God's Word makes this promise in this headline, and He delivers on it. Do you yearn to be free of all your sin and the shame it causes? Today you will be washed clean. Do you yearn to be loosed from all Satan's bondages? Today you will be free. Do you yearn to participate in a purpose that is filled with eternal glory? Today you will become a fisher of men. Follow me in this simple prompt, and everything will change for you and become gloriously new. Here it comes. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Oh, by the way, click here and print out your fully redeemable coupon for eternal life. It's real. Now for today's subject. God said, Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. God said, Genesis 5, 3 through 6, And Adam lived 130 years and begat a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. And the days of Adam after he had begotten Seth were 800 years, and he begat sons and daughters. 
And all the days that Adam lived were 930 years, and he died. And Seth lived in 105 years and begat Enos. God said, Exodus 20, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day, wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day in hallowed it. Man said, Life is just an accident that happens from time to time, a free lunch. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 1031 that will once again certify the perfect and marvelous, inerrant word of the living God. All of these features are archived here in text and streaming audio for the edification of the blood-bought and as ammunition in the battle for the souls of men. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Take advantage of five highly beneficial features on God Said, Man Said. One. Subscribe to the free God Said, Man Said podcast from your electronic device and receive a new feature each week. Number two, sign up for the God Said, Man Said weekly broadcast and fresh bread will be emailed to you, God willing, every Thursday eve. You may also download nearly 417 hours of God Said, Man Said features to your electronic device directly from the website. Listen to one every day. Number three. Follow God Said, Man Said on Facebook and Instagram and give your social media feed the fresh bread it needs. Four, you have questions? God has answers? Type any keyword into the search bar top right and watch the screen populate with related information from Adam and Eve to quantum physics. Number five, use the tell a friend feature above to send a message to someone you love. It's so quick and easy. Thank you for visiting. May your house be filled with the beauty of the living word. There are concentric themes repeated over and over again in the scriptures, and all, every single one, concentrates around Jesus Christ. Colossians 1, 16 through 19. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence, for it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. The repetition of these concentric themes is vitally important. Watch how God teaches in Isaiah 28, 9, and 10. Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. In the business of branding products, the marketing theme line is repetition is reputation. Satan also has concentric themes from which he educates his followers, and each one, every one, revolves around the cardinal sin of unbelief and its resultant deadly fruits. Unbelief is the sin source. Romans 14, 23, for whatsoever is not of faith is sin. The devil understands the laws of learning and repetition. Foundational to the theory of evolution is the principle known as uniformitarianism. Uniformitarianism hypothesizes 
that the present measurable state of the Earth's geology can define its history. Evolutionists hang their billions of years upon this theory. According to this evil heart of unbelief, the Earth's history moves along at a relatively uniform pace. From today's rate of aging, evolutionists extrapolate backwards to the beginning of time. There are multiple problems with this theory, and two are elephants in the room, elephants they refuse to acknowledge. These colossal elephants refuse to be denied. Number one, creation, Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The earth and all its life forms and its universe were created just over 6,000 years ago. If one had come upon the earth just after God had created Eve from Adam's rib on the sixth day of creation, that one would have assumed history, but the earth was only six days old. If one had come upon Adam 15 minutes after his creation, that one would assume Adam had history, but Adam was only 15 minutes old. Ancient societal records the world over have their accounts of the beginning and the creation story. Today's microbiologists surely certify that all humans on the earth today are the descendants of one common father they call Y-chromosome Adam and one common mother they call MTDNA Eve. Uniformitarianism just doesn't fit. Number two, Noah and the global flood. Nearly 4,400 years ago, God's word states that God destroyed all creatures on the earth that had the breath of life in its nostrils, with the exception of those upon Noah's ark with a global flood. Historians claim over 500 ancient societal accounts record this event in various forms. The world's mountain peaks are festooned with marine fossils, and three-quarters of the earth is covered with flood strata. No one would call Noah's flood uniform. Evolutionist billions of years is built upon unbelief when you reject the established proof of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You will live in a constant state of confusion. Even among the Christ-confessing ranks, there are many who doubt God's portrayal of a young earth. Are they in this position of doubt because of established facts of science? The answer is certainly no. They have been bamboozled by a steady drip of fake news. Consider this excerpt from the God Said, Man Said feature, undeniable proof, every jot and every tittle. The earth with its universe is clearly just over 6,000 years old, as God's word reveals, and the world's latest discoveries, devoid of evolutionary unbelief, continue to confirm it. The Bible is a self-dating text that uses a combination of genealogical lifespans between father and son, along with various other chronological anchors, such as events or reigns of kings and more. An example of genealogical dating laid out by God from the very beginning is here in Genesis 5, 3 through 6. And Adam lived in 130 years and begat a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. And the days of Adam after he had begotten Seth were 800 years, and he begat sons and daughters. And all the days that Adam lived were 930 years, and he died. And Seth lived in 105 years and begat Enos. If you follow the lifespans of father to son, you will arrive at Noah and the global flood, which took place 1,656 years from the birth year of Adam, the world's first man. The exact date of the flood's beginning is listed in Genesis 7, verse 11. 
in the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up and the windows of heaven were open. Surely the world's most famous chronologist is Bishop James Usher, who published his book, The Annals of the World, in the 1600s. Bishop Usher notes the date that Noah boarded the ark as Sunday, December 7, 2349 B.C., on the Julian calendar. The Annals of the World dates the initial creation of the earth itself as October 23, 4004 B.C. on the Julian calendar and September 21, 4004 B.C. on the Gregorian calendar, which is the calendar we use today. The earth and its universe are just over 6,000 years old. The God Said, Man Said nine-part series, The Six Thousands, published over 60 dating discoveries made by today's scientists, discoveries devoid of evolution's deceit that all point to a very young earth. You'll be surprised. Keep in mind the 6,000 years is just two-tenths of one percent of the purported 2.4 million years of humanity that evolutionists promote. Things are awfully slow for the majority of that 2.4 million years, but then all of a sudden, everything begins to happen. If you start from the evolutionary theory of the Big Bang, things get worse. After 14 billion years of evolutionary time, isn't it a shock to you that today's certified research shouts 6,000? That's just 0.000004 of their alleged time. How did all the great happenings that define life, language, social structure, and more get clumped into such a peanut-short period of time? There is an obvious reason. The earth is just over 6,000 years of age, end of quote. The majority of the undeniable proofs you are reading have been previously published on God Said, Man Said in much detail. Now old and new are formatted in a quick and easy and extremely convincing, faith-building, soul-winning manner. For the fishers of men, this is Holy Ghost bait. Prepare for God Proofs 321 to 330. God Proof 321. They always inadvertently end up at our house. The April 2019 cover of Discover Magazine featured a T-Rex that corresponded to an eight-page feature titled Meet the T-Rex Family with the subhead Scientists Rethink the Social Network of the Iconic Predator and Its Ancestors. Think Noah and the Flood as you read the following paragraphs from the feature. How these creatures died, however, may prove to be less of a puzzle. The Tyrannosaur remains were found near each other, but the larger dig site also holds half a dozen three-foot-plus turtle shells, along with remnants of giant fish called gars, parts of a 20-foot crocodile, and other bones. Other than the tyrannosaurs, the other fossils are mostly aquatic creatures. That's because the site was once, uh, once, was, excuse me, was once a roughly mile-wide lake. Titus, paleontologist with the Bureau of Land Management in Utah, believes the tyrannosaurs drowned there together, possibly washed in by a flood. The lake eventually dried up in a subsequent drought, killing off the fish and other aquatic animals, end of quote. They keep knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. But unfortunately for the world's wise, God only opens for the childlike. God Proof 322. R.W. Carter and J.K. Leitner 
right in the 2016 spring issue of Creation Research Society Quarterly under the title, Human Genetic Data Affirms Biblical History on Many Levels. The human Y chromosome is remarkably similar to among uh, all humans, and the mutation rate is so slow it is difficult to detect. This is consistent with the biblical account where Noah would have passed his Y chromosome on to his three sons less than 5,000 years ago. Yet the chimpanzee Y chromosome is radically different from the human Y, which is a challenge for evolutionists to explain even in their extended time frame. If humans and chimps had a common ancestor several million years ago, evolutionists are forced to propose that the Y chromosome mutated incredibly fast. But if all human males have very similar Y chromosome, and they do, Y chromosome Adam must have lived a very short time ago. Either way, this is not consistent with evolutionary predictions. In contrast, this fits well with the biblical history of humans being created separately from all other animals. The human genetic data is remarkably consistent with the biblical history. There is evidence that all humans trace their ancestry back to a single male and female, Adam and Eve. Genetic evidence points to a severe bottleneck, a dramatic decrease in population size, as we would expect from the flood. Outside of Africa, there are three major lineages of mitochondrial DNA that would correspond to Noah's three daughter-in-laws, yet there is a single worldwide lineage of Y chromosome that came from Noah through his three sons. Inside of Africa, the rarest sequences are also the most deviant. In other words, the out-of-Africa theory is based on statistical outliers. There is evidence of a single dispersion by families according to paternity, which corresponds well to the Babel event. When evolutionary assumptions are dropped and actual mutation rates are used, these events are within the biblical time frame. End of quote. God Proof 323. According to Usher, 4,367 years ago, Noah was directed by God to enter the ark. God then destroyed the world as we know it, and his creation began anew. All of today's ecology, animal life, mankind, and man's civilizations, past and present, hail from where Noah and his ark landed on the mountains of Ararat. The headline of the search for the truth.net reads, Goat, Sheep, Match Biblical Record. The following paragraphs are from that feature. Tracing the DNA lineage of all humans back to an original source has revealed that all humans originally came from a single woman and a single man. This is no surprise to Christians, who were told this thousands of years ago in the first chapters of the Bible. It has taken modern science 6,000 years to catch up with what God told us in the Bible, but we have also traced the lineage of other creatures. For instance, DNA testing has now revealed that all living goats are descended from five original female goats, and all living sheep are descended from three or four original females. But why multiple original pairs and not from one original goat or sheep pair? Once again, the Bible has the answer. Noah was told to take seven pairs of each type of clean animal on board the ark in order to have animals for sacrifice after the flood receded. These animals may also have been needed to provide food and clothing as the earth was repopulated with plants and animals. Thus, in the case of sheep and goats, we would not expect all modern breeds to be traced back to only one pair, but something less than seven pairs. 
Apparently, Noah sacrificed or ate two pairs of goats and two or three pairs of sheep. All the sheep and goats in the world today descended from the remaining animals. The test results exactly match what would be expected if the Bible and the worldwide flood were to be understood as literal historical reality. The Bible is the only truly accurate source of truth for such ancient historical knowledge, end of quote. God Proof 324 China has a long affinity with the rosewood tree, many of which take centuries to grow to maturity, and which is a highly desirable wood for making Chinese furniture. Again from Science News, November 9, 2019, under the heading, Tree Sleuths, you'll find this excerpt. Rosewood furniture is part of our great national culture with over 5,000 years of history, says Wang, a 6,000-year-old retired government official who began collecting rosewood more than two decades ago. He's not alone, end of quote. Godproof 325. The following information is from an article titled Time, Life, and History in the Light of 25,000 Radiocarbon Dates. When carbon-14 data is correctly calibrated and 25,000 radiocarbon dates are graphed, the results show evidence of a great peak of death about 4,000 years ago. Know when the flood happened nearly 4,400 years ago, end of quote. Genesis 6-7, And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing, and the fowl of the air, for it repenteth me. I have made them. God Proof 326. The headline in the February 18, 2017 issue of Science News reads, Ancient Deluge Drenched Sahara. Excerpts follow. Thousands of years ago, it didn't just rain on the Sahara. It poured. Grasslands, trees, lakes, and rivers once covered North Africa's now arid, unforgiving landscape. From about 11,000 to 5,000 years ago, much higher rainfall rates than previously estimated created that green Sahara, says geologist Jessica Tierney of the University of Arizona in Tucson and colleagues. Extensive ground cover combined with reductions of airborne dust intensified water evaporation into the atmosphere, leading to monsoon-like conditions, the scientists report January 18 in Science Advances, end of quote. You know, everywhere they look, they keep seeing Noah. God Proof 327. Huge sand deposits are found across the United States, as in Wisconsin, Minnesota, Illinois, and Texas. This land is mined for the purpose of glassmaking, hydraulic fracking, construction, and so much more. It is known that these sands are the remains of the ocean that once prevailed upon the earth. As you read the following quips from Joe Taylor's book, fossil facts and fantasies, you'll be impressed with the total global prevalence of Noah's flood. It begins with a lengthy expose on the globally ubiquitous marine creature called the trilobite that was buried the earth over by a catastrophic flood. Excerpts from Taylor's book follow. Trilobites are complex. Because such vast numbers of so many species of trilobites have been perfectly preserved, we know a good deal about their structure. They resemble today's pill bugs or horseshoe crabs and are listed as anthropods like spiders and millipedes. They varied from a half an inch to nearly two feet in length. 
Their hard-jointed shells were like horseshoe crabs or lobsters, and they were apparently able to replace them annually. Many had a dozen pair of legs or more, and their complicated compound eyes were one of the most astounding features. As Dr. Levy said, he admits, the sophisticated diversity of the Cambrian explosion is amazing. Some 2,000 species of trilobites are buried in the lower rocks in the vast profusion all over the globe. They are found all over the United States, from California to New York, from Canada to Australia, and in the Sahara Desert in uh, unimaginable numbers. Trilobites are found in California, Utah, Nevada, Oklahoma, Texas, Missouri, Illinois, Ohio, Indiana, New York, Wisconsin, the Burgess Shale, Mississippi, Canada, British Columbia, Newfoundland, Ontario, Wales, Italy, Bohemia, Sweden, Scotland, Germany, England, Bolivia, Morocco, and in many other countries. Blue Mountain is near Dinosaur, Colorado, which is near the Dinosaur National Monument at Vernal, Utah. Dinosaur bones outnumber cattle in Colorado, and Blue Mountain is a remote part of this area in northwestern Colorado. The nearest town is Dinosaur, which has a cafe and a post office. The folks in this area are tough, but friendly, and they've seen lots of dinosaur bones. The topography is breathtakingly beautiful, with mountainous layers of the earth standing up on edge. Peaks rise a thousand feet high, made of beautiful, beautiful layers of grays, mauves, reds, yellows, and blues. Incredible numbers of dinosaurs and forests lie buried in a thousand feet of once liquid sediments covering millions of acres of Colorado. In fact, they cover an area from Wyoming to southern New Mexico and from Utah to Oklahoma and Texas. The Gobi Desert. It's like a load of sand was dumped on them. That is how paleontologist Amy Davidson described the fossil beds of the Gobi Desert. The Gobi Desert is so vast, an area so vast, that much of it is unexplored for fossils. Miss Davidson gave the paper on the expedition to China at the 1995 SVP. How many animal skeletons would you expect to find in a city block area, I asked. Oh, hundreds, she said confidently. It's like a load of sand was dumped on them. And finally, Taylor reports, Florida and South Carolina contained an endless supply of mastodons, horses, and huge sloths, along with shark teeth without end, and of course the whales. Some farmers in the deep south made fences out of fossil whale bones, end of quotes. Millions upon millions of square miles of the Earth's crust and trillions upon trillions of entombed creatures bear the mark of Genesis 7, 21 through 23. And all flesh died that moved upon the face of the Earth, both of fowl and of cattle and of beast, and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the Earth and every man, all in, in whose nostrils was the breath of life, of all that was in the dry land died, and every living substance was destroyed, which was upon the face of the earth, both man and cattle and the creeping things and the fowl of the heaven. And they were destroyed from the earth, and Noah only remained alive, and they that were with him in the ark. Yet the children of the Antichrist bury their heads in the sand, clearly demonstrating a spirit of strong delusion, the results of the deceivableness of unrighteousness as described in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. God Proof 328. The headline in the June 15, 2013 issue of Science News reads, Europeans are one big family. 
and the subhead reads, DNA finds common ancestry about 30 generations back. A few paragraphs follow. Virtually every person living in Europe today shares a common set of ancestors that lived about a thousand years ago. Peter Ralph and Graham Coop of the University of California Davis report May 7 in Plaus Biology. What's really surprising is just how closely related Europeans and likely all the people in the world are, Coop says. In the past, mathematical analysis have concluded that everyone on the globe shares not a single ancestor, but a complete set of ancestors who lived about 3,000 years ago, end of quote. God Proof 329. The lead article in Scientific American's November 2016 issue, Five Things We Know to Be True, is authored by Michael Shermer, uh, speaking of the theory of evolution. Uh, Shermer writes, But it doesn't take a rocket scientist or an English naturalist to understand why a theory on the origin of species by means of natural selection would be so controversial. If new species are created naturally, not supernaturally, what place then for God? No wonder more than a century and a half later, people of some religious faiths still find the theory so terribly threatening. But in those intervening years, scientists have found so much evidence in support of the theory that it would be truly astonishing if it turned out not to be true. The author attempts to buttress his truth, in quotes, the theory of evolution, with an appeal to radiometric dating. He writes this, The consistency of dating techniques also gives us confidence that the theory is true. Uranium lead, rubidium stronium, and potassium argon dating, for example, are all reasonably consistent in their determination of the age of rocks and fossils. The ages are given in estimates, but the margins of error are in the range of 1%. It's not as if one scientist finds that a fossil hominin is 1.2 million years old, while another one finds it's only 10,000 years old. End of quote. Geologist Andrew Snelling had this to say concerning potassium-argon dating in Volume 2 of Earth's Catastrophic Past. After the May 18, 1980 eruption of Mount St. Helen in Washington State, a new lava dome began developing from October 26, 1980 onwards within the volcano's crater. In 1986, less than 10 years after it flowed and cooled, a dacite uh, lava was uh, uh, a dacite lava from this dome was sampled and analyzed. The lava flow yielded a potassium argon age of 350,000 years for the whole rock, and the constituent minerals yielded potassium argon ages up to 2.8 million years. Similarly, the June 30, 1954 andesite lava flow from Mount Nagaro, Central North Island, New Zealand yielded potassium-argon model ages up to 3.5 million years due to excess 40 AR. Furthermore, a separate split of that flow sample also yielded a model age of 0.8 million years, which indicates the variability of the, in the excess 40 AR. Investigators have also found that excess 40 AR is preferably trapped in the minerals within lava flows uh, with 1K AR date, uh, on uh, uh, olivine crystal and a recent basalt being greater than 110 million years, end of quote. Note the lava flow occurred 65 years ago. 
According to Shermer, the ages are given in estimates, but the margins of error are in the range of 1%. It's not as if one scientist finds that a fossil hominin is 1.2 million years old, while another finds it is 10,000 years old. Is he correct? Just one example in this feature is Mount St. Helens. The volcanic catastrophe began in 1980. Her rock age was measured by potassium-argon method. The results? Lava rock, 350,000 years old. Constituent minerals, 2.8 million years. When measured, the volcanic rock, volcanic rock excuse me, was less than 10 years old. End of quote. Godproof 330. Evolutionist F.B. Juniman in Industrial Research and Development stated, The age of our globe is presently thought to be some 4.5 billion years based on radio decay rates of uranium and thorium. Such confirmation may be short-lived as nature is not to be discovered quite so easily. In recent years, there has been the horrible realization that radio decay rates are not as constant as previously thought, nor are they immune to environmental influences. And this could mean that the atomic clocks are reset during some global disaster, and events which brought the, the Mesozoic to a close may not be 65 million years ago, but rather within the age of, and memory of man. The following statement is from evolutionist William Stanfield, Ph.D., California Polytech State. It is obvious that radiometric techniques may not be the absolute dating methods that they are claimed to be. Age estimates on a given geological stratum by different radiometric methods are often quite different, sometimes by hundreds of millions of years. There is no absolutely reliable long-term radiological clock, end of quote. Anytime, all the time, the word of man contradicts the word of the God of the Bible. Man's word will be proven false. There are no exceptions. Proverbs 3, excuse me, 30, verses 5 and 6. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them to put their trust in him. Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. We really need to know God's word is true and righteous altogether because everything depends upon it. The born again have staked all they are and can ever hope to be upon it, and the saints of God will not be disappointed. As the gospel song says, Hallelujah, I have found him. Genesis, God says, Genesis 1.1, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. God said, Genesis 5, 3 through 6, And Adam lived in 130 years, and begat a son in his own likeness after his image, and called his name Seth. And the days of Adam, after he had begotten Seth, were 800 years, and he begat sons and daughters. And all the days that Adam lived were 930 years, and he died. And Seth lived 105 years, and begat Enos. God said, Exodus 20, verse 11, For in six days... The Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Man said, life is just an accident that happens from time to time. It's the ultimate free lunch. Now you have the record. <laughs> 